Welcome to the Eerie First Podcast, the weekly message series featuring Pastor Nicole Schreiber. When you think about who God is, what characteristics do you think about? Is God good? Is he wise? How does God handle justice? And what does the love of God look like? We're beginning a new series today called Introducing God. In this series, Pastor Nicole is going to examine several attributes of God, not only so that we can better understand who he is, but so that we would know what that means for our journey with him. So let's get started today. Here's Pastor Nicole. We are starting a new Easter series today called Introducing God. And this series will take us all the way to Easter, believe it or not, it's coming, it's on the way, and I'm excited to be talking about this whole month, who God is. You know, sometimes he's not who we think he is, is he? (laughs) Sometimes I think God desperately wants to correct us and remind us of who he really is. And so over these next few weeks, we will be covering um, who God is. Today, we're talking about the goodness of God. Next week, the justice of God then the wisdom of God, and then finally on Easter Sunday, the love of God. And so this series is especially designed for you to invite your friends and your family and the stranger in Walmart and the acquaintances that you meet throughout the week. Um, In fact, we created these cards for you if you got one on the way in. You can even get more on the way out, and we hope that you'll use them to invite some people to church. In fact, I wanna encourage you to invite one person a week during this series to come to church with you. Let me remind you of this. Your job is to be faithful to invite. God will do the rest, okay? The success of your invitation is that you extend it, and God will do the rest with what only he can do. So make sure you do your part and trust that God will do his. Um, So I want you to take this special invite. I want you to prayerfully think about who you can ask, who you can invite. If you can't think of anyone, ask Jesus. He has a big, long list, okay? And he'll make sure that he puts you in the path of those that he wants to know about his goodness. Um, With that in mind, we promise to be ready for your guests, okay? Next Sunday, we're going to have a reception after the 11 a.m. service called Pizza with the Pastor. Um, There's going to be pizza there and pastors there. That's why we named it that. Uh, But what we hoped is you'll drop by, have a piece of pizza, meet the pastoral team, bring your guest, bring that person um, that uh, that you brought with you so we can meet them. And then April 10th, in two weeks, um, the men's ministry, that they affectionately call themselves the Barn Boys, uh, will host a free breakfast uh, here, not in the barn, actually in the building, uh, from between services, uh, between 10 and 11. Um, So we really want you to bring someone. I don't know the menu, but I'm sure there's going to be breakfast meat. Okay, that's what I'm assuming that the Barn Boys will bring. Uh, So you come and just share in some free breakfast together. And then, of course, uh, Easter Sunday, uh, we want everyone to be here at 9 or 11 for the grandest celebration. You won't want to miss it. We have a lot of awesome things that we're working on. We will have kids ministry at both services for all ages, so you can choose which one meets your family the best. And so our last thing I want to mention um, today is a special element of this series, and it's an incredible um, photo booth in the lobby. Uh, Here's actually a a photo of the photo booth, okay? But this photo booth um, will be up this whole month with a photographer stationed there, and here's why. One attribute of God often that we think of is his faithfulness, right? And many times, his faithfulness, I don't know about you, but for me, is shown in our relationships and our friendships, 
And we want you to stop by that booth with your family, your spouse, your kids, your friends, those that you invite to church, your small group. Get a picture, literally a picture, of God's faithfulness in your life. All right? Does that sound like a good plan? That's what we're going to do this month. So in fact, just for a moment, will you turn to someone near you next to you that you didn't come with? Will you greet them? Will you tell them you're so glad they're here and you are excited for what God's going to do this month? One thing I do know is that spring is coming. I don't know when, but I believe it's coming. Do I have an amen or hallelujah out there? All right, something. I have faith for it. So this uh, week, uh, my husband and I went shopping at Aldi, and we picked a watermelon because we believe that spring is coming. We're just like calling this in, okay? I asked Alicia to just um, demonstrate it for me here this spring. She's awesome. All right, so when you pick a watermelon, there are a few tests that you have to do to make sure that it's good, okay? Because you can't just pick any old watermelon, right? You know, that's off the shelf. So there are some tests we have to do. So Alicia, the first test that when you get a watermelon is you have to see, is it heavy? So can you just, yeah, okay, she said, she says yes. Actually, that's why I couldn't hold it and use the microphone at the same time. I needed my friend to use it. All right, and then the second test is if it's hollow. You actually have to... Oh, I think it is. I think it's good. And then the third test that you use, actually spin this around here. There's this yellow patch here. This is actually where the watermelon was sitting in the garden. I, I'm learning about this. And so if it's creamy yellow, anybody think it's, do you think it's creamy yellow? Yeah. She thinks it's creamy yellow. That is a good test of a watermelon. So I think we got a good watermelon here. Thank you so much. And a good missionary. So thank you, Alicia. You can take that down. So we can tell a watermelon is good by doing a few simple tests, but how can we determine if God is good? How do we know that God is good? You know, people have been asking this question from the very beginning. Adam and Eve asked it, not by speaking it, but with their actions. What they did in response to the serpent's temptation shows that they questioned God's goodness. Job asked this question when he was going through his time of trial. David wondered about God's goodness. It led him to write tons of psalms on the subject. Maybe you're here today and you would admit that you maybe look around at your life, you look around at the world around you, and you think to yourself, is God actually good? Can God actually be good? So we're going to talk about God's goodness today, and I want to start by defining this particular attribute of God with the word good. Now, good means excellent or high quality. God's goodness points to the high quality of his work or the beneficial effects of his character. And this is the quality of God that causes him to bless people, to deliver people, to store up future gifts for him. And it implies a sense of delight in doing these things. Let me read to you from A.W. Tozer. He describes God like this. The goodness of God is that which disposes him to be kind, and cordial and benevolent and full of goodwill toward men. He is tender-hearted and of quick sympathy, and his unfailing attitude toward all moral beings is open, frank, and friendly. And by his nature, he is inclined to bestow blessedness, and he takes total pleasure in the happiness of his people. So not only is God good, he loves to be good. God's goodness is infinite and unchangeable. God is never more good than he is now, nor will he ever be less good. 
He's not good to some people and bad to others. He is the same good to all of us. And he's not good because of of things we do. We don't create or earn God's goodness. The cause of God's goodness is himself. That is the cause of God's goodness. And so there are so many scriptures that talk about God's goodness. Let me just declare some of them for us today. First, in Psalm 34, 8, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Mark 10, 18, no one is good except God alone. James 1, 17, every good and perfect gift, it is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Can you say amen this morning or hallelujah? Because these words are true and they affirm to us that God is good. So one of the first times in scripture where God explicitly reveals his goodness is toward the end of the book of Exodus and we catch up with Moses. He's on the mountain, he's receiving the 10 commandments and Moses wants to know God. He had heard the voice in the burning bush. He had seen the Red Sea part. He watched as God provided manna and water in the wilderness every day to sustain the people. And Moses had witnessed more than his fair share of God's power. Most people don't witness the amount of power that he had witnessed in his life. But yet, Moses wanted more. I love this because this shows us that the more we get to know God, the more we want him. The more we begin to understand his character, the more of his character that we want. And so Moses in Exodus 33, 18 through 20, has a conversation with the Lord. And it says, then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. And I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. And so the goodness of God appears to be the sum total of all of God's attributes. Okay, Moses says, show me your glory. And God says, my glory is in my goodness. God's God's glory evidently lies in his goodness because that's how God responded to to Moses' question of show me your glory. I find it interesting, God didn't reveal his justice to Moses. He didn't reveal his power to Moses. He didn't reveal the wrath against sin to Moses. All of those are aspects of God's nature. But when Moses asked God to know more, he showed up in all of his goodness. He is entirely good. And this is what God must have wanted Moses to understand about him. Imagine for a moment, have you ever thought about God looking at you and your life with all your baggage and all your junk, all your ups, all your downs, and God saying, I just want to show you my goodness. Like, I am entirely good, and I want you to know all about it. And it brings me infinite joy to express my goodness and my generosity and my kindness to you. And I'm going to lavish good to you because I'm overwhelmingly good. And all of your days, I'm going to chase you with goodness and mercy. And I'm going to look for ways to show you my goodness because I'm so good. And all I want you to know is my goodness. Try to imagine that this week. As you're just going through your steps, as you're going through your life, picture him leaning toward you with a smile of anticipation over all he longs to do in you and all he longs to do through you. And then this week, when you mess up, when you make a mistake, just picture him ready to bless you, 
and encourage you and fight for you. Because listen, God's heart is swift and soft for you. His arms are not crossed. He is not stone-faced and cold, hoping you beg something out of him so he gives you a word. He is standing there saying his hand is open and he's cordial and friendly and sensitive to your struggle. And it's just who he is. I was uh, in the kitchen this week and my two youngest girls were in the living room uh, giggling like little girls do. (laughs) They're nine and seven about who knows what. And all of a sudden I heard them squeal and Mercy, my youngest, said, oh, Jesus would have thought that joke was so funny. (laughs) And I thought, what a beautiful picture of the Lord. (laughs) Like, they get it, right? They understand that the Lord is leaning down, saying, let me just be part of it. My goodness will overwhelm you. You you will not feel rejected by me if you knew who I really was. So in Exodus 33, 20, God says, Moses, listen, I'm going to show you my goodness, but you can't see my face because it is so good. My face is so good that no man can see it and even live the fullness of his perfection, the grandeur of his being. No human could see and live. And as this passage continues, we see that the Lord puts Moses in the cleft of a rock and covers him with his hand so that Moses can see just enough of his goodness that is humanly possible. And an artist depicted that, and I'll show you this photo. This was supernatural. It was a miraculous moment for Moses. And I said to the Lord this week when I was studying this passage, I said, God, How do we get a cleft in the rock experience? How do we see the goodness, the amount of goodness that that you have for us? How, How can we experience this? And God said to me, I show you my goodness every day and you will start to see it if you start looking. You will start to see it if you start looking. And so I thought of three ways the Lord reminded me of ways that he shows me his goodness. And the first is this, God's goodness is revealed in creation. All of nature displays this attribute of God. How many of you would say, I like to do things outside to be close to God, like I swim or canoe or paddle or hike or do whatever. And maybe one of you this morning said, this snow is so beautiful. I'll just, you just have that for me, okay? Because I'm struggling to call this beautiful right now. But I know that this creation is from the Lord. First Timothy 4 says, everything God created is good. And so literally, there are pictures of goodness all around us. That's why things are so beautiful. We could live in a very drab and dull world. God could have chosen that. But instead, you know what he gave us? Sunsets and sunrises. Flowers, trees, waterfalls, lakes, stars, sunshine, oceans, mountains. And I could go on. Psalm 95, 4 reminds us, in his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it. Man, the order and the beauty of this world is a testimony of God's goodness. And he is literally reminding us all the time. There is nowhere in all of creation you can go and get away from God's goodness. In fact, Anything good comes from God. We can't separate what is good from God. He is the source of all things good. If it's good, it's from God. And if God gets the credit, or if he doesn't, he is still responsible for everything good. So there may be people on this earth who don't give God the credit for those things, but you know what? He still did it. (laughs) 
He's still good. He still did it. And so for us, when we understand the goodness of God, we just need to look around us. All right, here's the second one. God's goodness is revealed through history. I love Psalm 107. It's totally devoted to this theme, and it opens by saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. That's you. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. So then the psalmist goes on. He talks about four different scenarios where God graciously steps in to reveal his goodness. So here's how I want to do this point today. I'm going to just summarize to you this psalm, these four things he talks about. And I want you to declare out loud, God is good. Okay, you ready? It's simple. It's simple. I give you simple homework. All right, let's just try it right now. Ready? Pretty good. All right, you can, you can get better as we go. All right, so first in Psalm 107, God comes to the rescue of people who are frantically searching for something or someone that will satisfy their soul. Oh, great. Wow, look at that. All right, I wasn't finished, but I'll just finish it right here. So when they cry out to the Lord, he delivers them and their souls find a true home. And we say, God is so good. I like you early rather than late, though. Next, God intervenes in the lives of those who have rebelled against the word of God and suffer for it. And when they repent, he delivers them from their distress. He breaks the chains of sin that bind them, and he turns the night into day. So what do you think about that? After that, God intervenes on behalf of his goodness in the lives of foolish people who had given themselves to sin. And these people realize that the things they have done are now ruining their relationships. They're now ruining their lives. But when they cry out to the Lord, instead of him uh, putting his hands up and saying, I don't even want to deal with you because you're foolish and sinful, he heals them and reverses the curse of sin in their lives. Let's hear it this morning. Lastly, in Psalm 107, God rescues these people hit by calamity. He teaches us that when the storms threaten to sink us and we're at our wit's end, we can call to him and watch him command the storms to be still. And you know why he did that? Because. So good. What part of your life, what part of your history can you declare, wow, God is just so good? What part of that? Was it when you were saved from a life of destruction? Was it when you never thought you could have this perfect and great thing and God gave it to you? Was it when you had no direction and God showed up to show you where to go? Was it when he dug you out of a financial pit or a hole? Listen, he's been there for you more than you'll ever know. No matter what situation you're facing this morning, God is the best person to take it to. And there is no surer source of deliverance or blessing than him. Because he is good all the time. And he reveals his goodness to us all through history. Here's the third one. God reveals his goodness through his son, Jesus. Colossians 1.15 reminds us that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. That means Jesus is God's goodness in the flesh. Like he demonstrated God's desire to pour out blessing and help and deliverance to us by sending his son to us. He says, okay, look, let me send my goodness to you now. And there will goodness be walking in the flesh, saving you from physical harm, from spiritual harm, from all things that will cause you pain. And Jesus took the judgment that our sin deserved upon himself. That means that God's goodness flowed to us in the amazing substitution of his son in our place on the cross. 
His death for us is the undisputed picture of unmerited goodness. You didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. In fact, we continue to do things that prove we didn't earn this. But Romans 5.8 says God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And God demonstrated his love toward you while you were still a sinner, a hostile rebel, an enemy of God. What Jesus did on the cross shows how the Father feels about you. Have you ever considered how valuable you must be to God given the price that he paid for you? Our sins are forgiven, washed away. Death is defeated. We no longer need to fear the grave. And Jesus Christ is victorious and will reign forever because God's goodness showed himself to us. Thank you, God. If you're here today and, and you've never trusted Jesus with your heart, if you're like, I, I've never had that experience with the goodness of God. If you've never repented of your sin and asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life and the savior of your soul, I want to tell you today is the day to make that decision. All you have to do is confess with your lips and believe in your heart that the good God that we serve is waiting to have a relationship with you. And remember what I said, he's not up there mad. He's not standing there frustrated with you. He doesn't look at all the things you've done wrong and disqualify you. He is saying, look, my goodness has been chasing you all this time. I'm so glad you now realize the goodness of God. I want you. I want you part of my family. And if that's you today, I just want to encourage you, before you leave, I want you to come to the prayer tables to my right and to my left. Just talk to the prayer team about your decision. They're going to help. Nothing weird or wacky is going to happen. They're just going to help you. They're going to pray with you. They're going to encourage you. They're going to um, encourage you that God is so good. All good comes our way because God came our way. All good comes our way because God came our way. And in Jesus, our infinitely good and loving God came down to seek us, to bring us home. And if that's not proof of God's goodness, I don't know what is. God is so good and he reveals this to us in so many ways. So here's how we're going to end our service today. We're going to honor the name of Jesus, the author of goodness. And so in fact, would you just stand right where you are? Um, and I'm going to pray. The worship team's going to come. And then we're just going to honor the, the, the person of Jesus, the goodness of God through some scripture and through some, some singing. And I want you to really just turn your heart and understand his goodness this morning. So let me just pray. Father, you are good. You are a good, good father. And your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness is greater than we can imagine or explain. God, would you help us pay attention to your revealed goodness all around us? We want to see it. God, we want to see it. In the world around us, we never want to get tired. We never want to forget that you are the one who springs up every flower, that you are the one that paints the sky, that you are the one that tells the water it can stop right here and no more. Lord, we proclaim your goodness in the history of our lives, in the history of the psalmist's life, in the history of, of the men and women in the scripture that we read about, but also in our own. God, you've been good to us. Like You've been so good to us. There are things we prayed for that now we have. God, we don't want to forget that. We want to remember your goodness to us. And we know that if our goodness was in our past, then there's goodness in our future. Mostly, Lord, we want to know Jesus, the ultimate author of good. And so, Lord, today, 
I just pray, I ask, Lord, I declare that good things are coming our way. Lord, I declare that spring is coming, not just in the natural, that would be good, but also in the supernatural, Lord, that good things are coming. I declare that Erie First will walk in goodness, that our hearts will be turned toward your goodness. I speak good into the lives of everyone in this room. And it is in the name of our good Father, I pray. And it's in the name of a good Father I worship this morning.
is Jehovah Rapha. The Lord is my healer, the source of my strength and vitality. He banishes sickness away from me. Even death flee at his command. He strengthens me when I am weakened, mends me when I am broken. He restores and renews my soul. He makes me whole. God's name is Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner, whose wings always shield me and whose eyes always guide me. He destroys all weapons formed against me, delivers me from the enemy's schemes. He creates a path through minefields and leads me through it unscathed. Then he takes me from glory to glory. The Lord's name is Je Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Your presence fills the heaven and the earth. Nowhere, nowhere is hidden from your sight. You were there the day I was born and you will be there the day I cross the veil. Whether I pass through the deserts and the wilderness or I stroll through meadows and gardens, you are always there with me.
goodness to us. And Father, we are thankful. We are desperately thankful. So we pray this week we would walk in your goodness, that we would tell someone of your goodness. Lord, that we would never evade your goodness, Father. We could understand it even deeper. Lord, you're good. You are so good. And it's in your good name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, tell somebody God's good on your way out. We'll see you next Sunday. Thank you for listening to the Eerie First Podcast. We would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. When you do, it helps us spread the message of the gospel even more. You can follow Eerie First on Facebook or Instagram or visit eeriefirst.org for all our latest news, announcements, and information. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.